Snugs. Hi, and uh, welcome to the uh, law team's takeover for the Open for Business show. I'm Dominic Carrington. I'm a senior lecturer in law at the University of Northampton. Hi, I'm Aisha O'Brien, also senior lecturer in law at Northampton, and I'm also program leader for the brand spanking new Law with Criminology BA. Exciting! Exciting to do this radio show. This is the first time we've uh, taken over the uh, radio show, and we've got exciting content today, haven't we, Aisha? Yeah, and we've got a playlist that's been specifically curated by the law team. Um, there is a theme, everyone. So let's see if you can spot it. Very cryptic. Yes, um, there is a theme, and yeah, interesting. Uh, members of the law team uh, have dedicated uh, respective songs uh, which we are going to introduce and play for you and we've also got a very exciting uh, guest on our radio show today that's Quinton Green Quinton Green is a knife crime campaigner and activist and he's quite active in the Northampton area and he has uh, given us a lovely interview today. Excited about that interview, Aisha? I am. So we interviewed him, uh, and you'll be listening to a pre-recorded interview that we did with Quinton Green. Uh, we've had to do it in uh, four separate parts, so uh, you'll be hearing uh, the interview, and in between you'll be hearing our dedicated Playlist. Shall we get to it then? Yeah, I think we should kick off with the first song. Yes, and that is for, first song is um, from myself, um, and the song is uh, "Don't Rush" by Young T and Bugsy, fe- featuring Heady One. Um, this song uh, I, I dedicated because it was during the pandemic, and um, it was one of the songs that was quite popular at the time. So shall we get to playing it? Yeah, let's hear it, Dom. Nick. Don't rush, slow touch, brown on white. I can go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. White rum, fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, we they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Blam the trash, man, it's so tough. Alright, yo, put the belly on the bay, make a couch. See no watch, now she wanna give. Boy got peas, now she hopping in the pod Man, a real life sugar gal, let my forget what When she want dark, told her meet me at the top Switching lens the other day, I seen her waiting for a bus Maybe this a month, clear sweater Diesel denim, buy another one My pockets fat like heather Neck froze like I don't know no better Benzo truck, white seats and they leather Go broke, never On my grind, she make it clap like I'm Busta Rhymes I got the juice, the sauce and all them things I blammed her twice a night with all my bling Big Benz, I drive, I brought that thing. Any girl you want the one my thing Don't rush, slow touch, run away. I can go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. Quite wrong, fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, we they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Land the trash, man, it's so tough. Flood my eyes, blush, 
back of the tour bus getting caught cool up D-square got on de-stress got a hand wash new racks with the old nights in the shoebox keep my stripes no cuss pull up in a new plate then she might just she went trying to move bait when her eyes locked new tints on her coupe that's a head loss off my whites right my rungs Gucci my mum while you do your thumbs count my sums this is gonna get long love my green I'm trying to get strong trying to get on where I'm from it's on yes man don't take no dumb threats they see funds, they hop fence. We've been up, not up. Next. Don't rush, slow touch, run away. Like I go country, grab and buy. Like I go bust, eye for eye. Like I lose trust. Why wrong? Fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, with they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Climb the trash, man, it's so tough. And introduce him. The one and only Big truck, no clutch Wrist rolls, don't touch French Siri, I'm so drunk Cause I can't drink and drive, where's my chauffeur? Pops off, with the I really hold this time I work, I don't flossy I was in the work, now my pen outside the top She said they're best friends, I bet they both As they both cast, cause they said I sold And when you're down, there ain't nobody around What to come back, when you blow up I got my jacket, but my heated seats help me warm up. First train to Inverary, I used to go up. It's ironic, I just sold out my show in Scotland. Used to say I wanna put Tottenham on a map, but one day I'ma change the map in Tottenham. Don't rush, slow touch, run away. Like I go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. Quite wrong, fizzy pop. Where you they go, go, we they go up. Catch my vibe, let me go off. Climb the twice, when it's so tough. Right, uh, now we move on to the second song. Yeah, and it's a good one, this. So our second song um, is by The Pretenders, and it's called Back on the Chain Gang. And it was chosen by Kirsty Best, Head of Law Degrees at UON. So here we go, The Pretenders. Yes, our esteemed leader, Kirsty Best. So this is dedicated to you. I found a picture of you Check my world at night To a place in the past We've been cast out of oh, Now we're back in the fight We're back on the train Stance beyond our control oh, The phone, TV and the news of the world Got in the house like a pigeon from hell To oh, send in our eyes and descended like flies Put us back on the train Chain gang. 
stage we're going to introduce the interview so we mentioned uh, earlier that you will be hearing the interview from uh, by Qu- Quinton Green and this was a pre-recorded interview that Aisha and I uh, did so this is the first part of the interview oh hello so um, welcome uh, to this part of the show uh, where we're glad to introduce uh, Quinton Green. So, uh, Quinton, uh, welcome. This is the uh, Open for Business show, uh, and this part has been run by the UON University of Northampton law team. So, thank you for joining us today. Um, so, shall we start off? Just tell us a bit about your role in the Northampton community. Okay. Well, thanks ever so much for having me. Uh, first and foremost, uh, my name's Quinton. I'm a professional youth mentor. Um, I work in schools and colleges, uh, pupil referral units um, across Northampton and further afield to help children and young people and vulnerable adults express their thoughts, their feelings, their worries, their concerns, their frustrations, yeah. disappointments. Yeah. Um, but also to celebrate the, the good things in life, to celebrate their achievements and their successes and their and the positive things. And we usually do that through creative writing, through through the arts, uh, whether it's performing arts, um, sometimes sports. Um, I'm big on encouraging um, activities. Um, so I'm the founder of an, um, an educational provisions provider, um, which is Map Workshops. So that's uh, music, mentoring, arts, and poetry. Um, and also a founder of um, an online charitable initiative called Knife Crime Victim Support. So we support victims um, across the country, um, in, in Northampton, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. And we, um, I, th- I found that part of Knife Crime Victim Support is to prevent knife crime and serious violence happening in the first place. And so that's why we start, start started uh, Map Workshop. So I travel up and down the country, um, Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, London, um, 
but of course uh, uh, with Northampton being my hometown I've, I've, I've got a quite a brief, uh, presence and, and you know it's close to my heart to want to be able to be a part of the solution. Excellent, excellent because um, you see Aisha and I are part of the law team uh, in University of Northampton and uh, we, we um, see the effects of youth crime and knife crime in particular um, every day so I, I think it's wonderful that, mm-hmm. don't you agree that what you're doing as, as part of uh, the community oh, thank um, you I appreciate that I mean I brought with me a poem as well oh excellent someone, someone had asked me um, why is it mm-hmm. that you're a youth mentor yes and I sat I sat down I thought I've never actually asked myself that question mm-hmm. yeah um but I thought I might share a, a poem. It's called Field of Vision, Brilliant. Um, uh, which kind of answers it. Field of Vision, why am I a youth mentor? And Field of Vision is because I feel that I'm in a field of you know, uh, vision and, and helping young people find their vision, visualising their future. Um, but also, it's, all, it's, a, it's a play on words, you know, and, uh, which relates to your peripheral vision and yes. the things yeah. that you see around you. Okay, so <clears throat> Field of Vision then. When I teach, I learn. And just recently I've learned that you can turn your wounds into wisdom. Why am I a youth mentor? That's a good question. Listen, I'm not here claiming to be a role model because if you put me up on a pedestal, I'd probably let you down somehow. But what I do know is this. The meaning of life is to give life a meaning. I mean, life isn't easy, especially when you're tuned in to the wrong frequency, quite frequently holding a brush that was dipped in delinquency. But that's exactly why I use every opportunity to tell a mentee that person was me. I wasn't part of a gang, but I fitted into the infantry. Back then it felt like they were the only people that needed me. And of course I was vulnerable. I know now that I was searching for my social identity, that there were higher risks just because I came from adversity. And I don't know about you, but personally, I call that relatability. And just because we're on the subject of mentorship, We won't sit and assume it's all about gang membership, but I know I form part of an approach that's multifaceted. At school, I was the clever kid, before getting distracted and running home from the bullies shouting, get in the bush. I read somewhere that most perpetrators started out as a victim and caught myself picturing my stepdad pushing mum in the kitchen. Suppose you can't help who you lived with. But when you want to climb as high as I do, you need a place to rewind to. They tell you to find your foundation, but that the past doesn't define you. Kind of contradictory, really. That was part of my history, clearly. Why am I a youth mentor? Well, if somebody can't see where they're going, they can ask someone who's been there before. I'm not a tutor from school or a social worker with a clipboard. But if you can find it in yourself to forgive me for my flaws, I'll tell everyone I speak to you've got everything to live for. I pinch myself when I'm sitting in the staff room, chewing on a sandwich filled with imposter syndrome, trying to wash my DBS down with a cup of tea, attempting to keep up with the teacher's lingo. When I'm asking if the CYP with SEMH and SEND can attend PSHE, I replied, OK, sweet. But then I thought, OMG, this is just like slang, except it's not from the streets, I haven't got the degree. But I graduated from a place that's predominantly full of needs. Yeah, not engaged in education, employment or training, but tell that to a young G who's just been given half a nine and a trap line to get on the train with. The best way to predict your future is to create it. But when the disadvantage is blatant, sometimes you have to go back to the basics. What I'm saying is, if nobody told you you can reach for the stars, then why would you even think to start building a spaceship? 
I'll tell a person I'm matched with, I'll be your biggest advocate, your ally, your counsellor. When life's looking rectangular, we can try angles and maybe try looking at adjusting the aperture so we can let more light in. I would say you're in the same predicament I was in, so that kind of means I can begin to empathise with them. Build some trust, a safe place to retreat to. I would ask them, were you hard to reach or was it hard for them to reach you? I would say that I can see you, standing in a field of vision. Lift your gaze from your shoes so you can make some real decisions, filled with optimism. I know you come from conflict and sometimes you feel like throwing a towel in. But I'll be in your corner so you can put another round in. Why am I a youth mentor? Because I know what it feels like to be marginalised and it was hard even at my age. So I turned towards an alternative and tapped into my potential to turn pain into purpose and mapped it out with a pencil. To show you that you can draw a path even when you've been misled. Walk on a path towards success. And when they tell you to stack those bricks, be the architect instead. You are far from being blessed with your set of circumstances. But your journey has just begun and life is full of second chances. Why am I a youth mentor? To encourage hope and imagination. To build resilience and wonder. But most of all, to be the person I needed when I was younger. That's amazing, Quinton. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Um, and I, in, in that, it reflected certain parts of my upbringing as well. Um, I, I like the bit about you know being the cleverest in the class, <laughs> because um, I, you know I I totally appreciate that. So be, being a black student, if you're then seen to be the cleverest of the class, mm. it's sort of well. What are you trying to do? Are you trying Sorry. to be fit with the system? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yes, I think that was that was excellent, um, and does does help with our attaining gap at the university, yeah, for sure, um, as well. So um, that's brilliant. Hopefully, uh, people listening to that would resonate with that, and, yeah. and hopefully they will look in within themselves as well. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Thank, Thank you. you. And take inspiration from it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's so inspiring. There is, there is hope. There is, a, mm. you know, obviously people like yourself in the community yeah. um, advocating for, for young people. Um, do, do you, would you say that there's been a pandemic in relation to knife crime in the UK? Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily say it was a pandemic, mm. and I say that respectfully and sensitively. Um, there's a lot happening out there and it's happening across the country but a pandemic is almost um, um, something that affects the whole country at a particular time that's the definition of a pandemic Mm -hmm. whereas an endemic is something that affects an area it's an an occurrence that affects an area or a community um, across a wider period of time so a pandemic I, I would say it's an endemic affects particular parts of the country um, um, you, you know you see you see knife crime across up in Cleveland uh, West Yorkshire South Yorkshire mm-hmm. um, you don't necessarily hear a lot about that mm-hmm. um, you, you often hear it about the inner cities don't you yeah, yeah. Um, you hear about it in London and Liverpool um, but actually I feel that we need to focus on knife crime and why it's rising. Um, in the year up to 2022, knife crime has risen by 3%. There's about 50,000, over 50,000 uh, knife crime-related incidents. Uh, so we kind of need to look at that pattern and see how we can reduce that. 
Um, I think as well, going back to youth mentoring, youth mentoring can actually is known to reduce serious youth violence by 21%. Wow. You know, positioning a, a, a positive role model, um, um, someone that young people can aspire to or, or, or see who's an example of change. So, you know, going back to your question, is there a pan- pandemic? I feel it's an endemic. It's affecting certain areas at particular times. Um, um, we will need to work together to be able to uh, reduce that. It's, it's a worrying trend. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a worrying trend. And uh, um, recently we, we know that in the year up to March 2022, we lost 282 uh, people. Yes. Oh, that's a uh, big number. Uh, far far big number. too many. Yeah, you know, and, and, and 99 of them were young people under the age of 25. So um, lots of agencies working together to, to address that an endemic. Is it a hyper-endemic, which they call that, which is a, um, an amplified endemic? Um, something that we all, all the agencies need to take a multifaceted approach towards and, 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 and help towards a shift, yeah. towards change. <clears throat> So what do you think are the main contributors to uh, what they call knife crime? Okay, I feel that um, um, poverty, 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 um, you know, social economic disadvantage, uh, and also health, health deprivation as well. Mm. Um, we have what we call forgotten areas, um, in particular in Northampton. Uh, there are forgotten areas, like yeah. Tea, for example. Um, up towards the Eastern District um, for those who don't know Northampton um, and, and, and some so you will see that and this reflects across the country you will see that young people are um, disproportionately affected by adverse childhood experiences so what are adverse childhood experiences whether it's neglect whether it's um, physical abuse whether it's witnessing um, uh, violence in the home um, Mental health, um, all of those, all of those factors. Um, maybe dad in prison or mum, substance abuse. Yeah. All of these factors come yeah. together, and so in these particular areas, young people um, are disproportionately affected uh, by those factors. So the, we look at protective factors. What keeps us away from risk? What keeps us away from risky behaviour? Having things to aspire to, um, education training and health health is, health is key and so I, I feel it's, it, it's, it's quite important to address those root causes there you know I, we could go we could shout on the rooftops put the knife down you know we could sh- we could do campaigns all over the place but we need to address um, that adversity yeah. that social economic disadvantage because if you're not what's going to happen to a young person become marginalised um, and then if you become marginalised you can lead towards um, criminal behaviour because you haven't got a sense of belonging there's that old African proverb isn't there if a, per- if a person doesn't, a young person doesn't feel a part of the village they're likely to burn it down Yeah. Um, yeah. and so um, I, I think that we, we, we need to reach down you know I say to young people, are you hard to reach or is it hard for them to reach you? Yeah. The, the community spirit there is what yeah. comes out in, in your, your answer there, which I, I feel um, is important as well. Yeah. So, there's, yeah. there's unity in community. Yeah. And, um, mm. 
and, and, and we need to stand strong and, 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 cons- and, and, and show solidarity as a community and actually bring back those, those traditional community spirits. It's not, it's not easy, it's a complex problem and it needs complex solutions. Uh, but like we say, with, with, with regards to substance abuse and with regards to uh, incarceration, yeah. um, uh, the, the, the breakup of the family home, uh, we've got to go right back. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mountain of a, of a task, uh, but we have to start somewhere. NLive's Community Notice Board, sponsored by Voluntary Impact Northamptonshire, supporting existing and helping to launch good neighbour schemes across Northampton. If you are struggling with financial hardship and the increased cost of living, Northampton Hope Centre run weekly community food larders found in locations across Northamptonshire. You don't need a referral voucher to visit and can go every week. The larders stock a range of discounted food and free fruit and veg. There are three larders in Northampton based at Spencer Working Men's Club on Wednesday mornings, the Hope Centre on Wednesday afternoons and Blackthorn Community Centre on Friday mornings. Other largest can be found at Brixworth, Daventry, Woodford, Hulse, Brackley and Moulton. If you're struggling to afford food, please take advantage of the support available. NLive's Community Notice Board, sponsored by Voluntary Impact Northamptonshire, supporting existing and helping to launch good neighbour schemes across Northampton. To get your message on air, email noticeboard at nliveradio.com. 106.9 NLive. When your business teams up with Unitemps, you get access to some of the top graduates the University of Northampton has to offer. High-caliber staff right here on your doorstep. Unitemps is committed to finding you the right candidates for the positions you've got available, making filling full or part-time or even temporary jobs simple, whilst ensuring you've a talent pool for the future. Unitemps Northampton sees tomorrow's leaders today. Visit unitemps.co.uk and click Northampton. Take the next step to growing your business at Your Business Expo 2024. Set to be Northamptonshire's largest B2B exhibition, Your Business Expo is happening on February the 7th at Cywell Airdrome. It's the place to network, meet local vendors, and hear what our expert speakers have to say. Your Business Expo is a free-to-attend event with free parking. And if you're considering exhibiting, networking, or visiting, register now at yourbusinessexpo.co.uk. Your Business Expo 2024. Power by Business Times newspaper. When business owners, directors and key decision makers want to know what's happening in Northamptonshire, they turn to Business Times. Over 10,000 copies are delivered every month and the pages are filled with positive local business stories. Respected, trusted and always relevant. Business Times is the perfect way to get your business in front of the people that matter. So get Business Times working for you. Click business-times.co.uk Business Times, positive about business in North Hans. At NNBN, we support local businesses, charities and organisations. We bring local people together. We promote growth and success and we support our members. NNBN has a proven track record in helping members of our community get seen and be heard. It costs from just £20 a month to become a member and you'll benefit from advertising, events, engagement, support and money-saving discounts. If you're a local business, charity or organisation, join us today at nnbn.co.uk. 106.9 106.9 N Live. Shall we now move on to the third song? 
Yeah, so the third song, Dominic, was chosen by myself, and it's Love in the First Degree by Banana Rama. And it's a song that's very close to my heart because it reminds me of my high school days, specifically uh, a fifth year, which I think they call year 11 now. Uh, So a fifth year um, high school performance where uh, myself and three of my friends tended to be Banana Rama uh, <laughs> and copied the video on stage during the, the Leavers, Leavers Assembly so hope you enjoy it ah, looking forward to this one to our fourth song and this fourth song is by one of our esteemed members of the law team at the University of Northampton and this is uh, dedicated to Dr. Nicola Smithers and it is I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley. Classic. Classic. 
to part two of the interview with Quinton Green. And in terms of, you, you mentioned community, obviously that's quite important. Um, do, what role do you say the media play within that community? Are they creating fear? Um, I believe 
There is an element of that. Mm. There is an element of uh, sensationalism in uh, the in in some of the headlines. Um, you know, the references to gangs, uh, the references to uh, parts of the community, uh, different parts of the community. Mm. So we've always had moral panics. We've always had folk devils. We've always had someone to point out. You know, the them and us. It's, 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 it's in our nature. Social identity, isn't it? Papers used to sell papers. They used the paper. So newspapers sell papers by printing on paper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and so and so often there is actually a history mm. of um, you know kind of reporting on serial killers and maybe exaggerating the story. You know, you know, can we find this particular serial killer? And so actually, that history of selling paper with sensational headlines has permeated and. Mm. It actually exists within uh, parts of journalism. Of course, now um, journalists have got a duty of care and, 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 and well-being, but we need to have corporate responsibility where that's addressed because fear uh, leads to young people arming themselves with weapons. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I go into a school um, and I ask all the young people to put their hand up if they think the majority of teenagers carry knives... Nine times out of ten, it's the heart, most of the assembly. It's really this interesting, is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, this is year fives and year sixes. Wow. wow. And so one of the key things of what I do in an assembly is, first of all, tell them that it's like 99% of young people do not carry knives. And you often hear a collective sigh of relief. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I, I see it all the time. And it, it never ceases to surprise mm-hmm. me. Mm. Yeah. So I'm interested, uh, Quinton, just to develop, you, you, you've mentioned it a bit earlier, your your role as a mentor <clears throat> on uh, what plans you do to try and reduce knife crime. Okay, so for knife crime, for, for, for reducing knife crime or reducing serious youth violence, the way that I approach it is to look at uh, offering a young person hope, um, looking at their uh, opportunities, but not only looking at the opportunities, preparing a young person mm. to be ready for that opportunity. Mm. It's no good saying, oh, let's give them an opportunity, and when they get there, they're not ready. So we build on emotional intelligence. We build on a sense of motivation, a sense of self-regulation, a sense of empathy, interpersonal skills. Um, and we do that through creativity. Um, not everybody likes writing, mm. but if they don't like to write, maybe we can we can draw and we can talk about societal issues and uh, we can actually peel back the layers of a young person's life within, you know, not straight away. Um, some of our mentoring is midterm, some mm. of it's long term. And so, you know, just just I was in a school the other day and I said, you are absolutely amazing. This is a special educational needs school. Uh, and uh, he said no one's ever told me that before Mm. Um, so we can begin to instill that sense of self-worth that sense of belonging that I was talking about earlier the sense of inclusion the sense of I can do I can do this I can achieve to be able to visualise your future and your place in it Um, there's a 
There's a hierarchy. It's a hierarchical triangle called Maslow's triangle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know. Um, and um, you know, at the bottom, we have to address physiological needs, some of our basics. And uh, you know, towards the stop, towards the top, we have to build a sense of esteem and a sense of aspiration. And um, and also uh, uh, along the middle, you know, education, training, and and um, s- personal security as well. Yeah. So we like to. I like to build on all of those things. Mm. What can we find? What What do we define? What is it about you that's good? Let's work on that, and then like, let's design. Let's Let's look at how we can work on that. Let's mm. look at what we can build. You know, what can we start doing? What can we stop doing? And what can we keep doing? So, and it's not. I know. I work in mainstream schools, and I work in pupil referral units as well. So it's across the board, you know, across the spectrum. But everybody needs a sense of belonging and everyone needs a sense of aspiration. Mm-hmm. And everyone needs to be reminded that they've got somebody that they care about, hopefully, and they've got something that they value. We need to find, what do you value? What do you care about? Because then you've got, you, you've got a feeling of, I don't want to lose this. Yeah. I don't want to lose this. Beware a man who's got uh, nothing to lose, right? Mm. Yes, so very beware, much so. Beware a child who's mm. got nothing to use, even more so. Mm. You know, sadly... And you think the roles that schools, colleges and universities should play in that, also developing the community spirit? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think you know, also there needs to be a, um, a, a an understanding of kind of disruptive behaviour as well Um, you know we could uh, talk about exclusions a little bit and um, you know uh, I thought I read somewhere that um, 9 out of 10 kind of prisoners have reported being excluded Mm. Um, you know somewhere along the line in school yes there's that saying you exclude the child from school you might as well give them the key to the prison. That's what <laughs> it's a, a direct access to yeah. the prison system. It's a prison, yeah. prison to uh, school to prison uh, pipeline. If you are excluded full time from a uh, from a mainstream school, and you might end up in a pupil re- referral unit. Actually, one percent of them have uh, leave with five GCSEs. Just one percent. I don't know the exact figure. I think it's. Um, um, Upwards of 65 percent of uh, young people then go on uh, from 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 people referring units into young offenders institutes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how do you deal with that resistance that that you must get from from some of the young people in terms of um, working with you? Um, how, how does that work? Because. It, I don't know if this is correct or not, but mm. some of them might feel as though they belong doing whatever it is that they are doing, mm. and you're kind of showing them a different way. Yeah. So, so how does that work, and, and how do you deal with that resistance that you might okay. come across? Okay, well, so early intervention is key. Um, start, start at a, a young age before almost a young person has been indoctrinated, and I use that word... Um, for want of a better word, shall I say, uh, because you know when you're when you're pushing towards 16, 17, 18, there may already be solidified patterns of behaviour that yes. are hard to hard to change. Not that they're a lost cause. Nobody's lo- a lost cause. If there's time, then there's time to turn it around. Um, I always say to the young people, we've got three options: do worse, 
do the same or do better. And so hopefully we can choose the better to do better. What we need to find in young people is a motivation to change. Because if we identify that motivation to change, um, they're going to work with you. Uh, and we're going to see good outcomes. But often we don't see a resistance because actually I think that I, I offer relatability. Um, I offer um, credibility, yeah. respectfully, um, and, and a, set, a, build, a sense of trust and credence. And because, it, you know, they, I myself come from um, a, a, dysfunction, a dysfunctional bank background. Mm. I'll say that again, a dysfunctional <laughs> background uh, with adverse childhood experiences. Mm. And I've made mistakes. I've done things that I have deep remorse for and, and, uh, and things that I regret. Um, but I position myself as that example of change. And there's the same, the real recognise real. And actually, some of the young people, I recognise myself in the young people, and the young people recognise yes. themselves in me. So I'm almost like the middleman. I'm not the authorities, although I work and partner and collaborate with the authorities. Um, but I'm, I'm almost like a, a, I say this humbly, like a conduit between mm. the streets and, and the authorities. And so... You, you 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 get actually amazing engagement and an amazing connection. It also helps that I've kind of start some of my classes by saying I worked with Stormzy and yes. <laughs> some of their favourite some of their favourite rappers. That yes. brings down some barriers. <laughs> I might use that if it, as a little bit of a cheat. <laughs> um, but some of their favourite artists, you know, Big Nasty and uh, you know some of the actors on Top Boy because they were in so, so Solid Crew and. They don't necessarily know so solid crew, but they know Top Boy. They know Top Boy, yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that always helps. And to be honest, you know, we might laugh about it, but we we're talking about children and young people here, yes. and they're like, yeah. as much as they can be impressionable with gangs, yes. why not position myself as somebody that they can be impressionable? They, you know, they look at what I'm wearing, you know, the snapback and the tracksuit. And they're like, sir, you, you look, you look on fleek. You look fleek. <laughs> um, apart from this one, this this one time, did I say that? Um, I, um, I I wore a, a white tracksuit, uh, but, <coughs> but I had black socks on, oh. and that never went down well with young people. So, <laughs> so it's so yeah. important with fashion. Yeah, yeah, you have to have white socks. On, <laughs> but yeah, so we will just build a connection and, and 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 build a relationship. I think that that uh, young people they do gravitate towards um, uh, um, uh, you know role models whether it's positive or negative so yes how to be yeah. positive with that sadly um, in Northampton we, we've had a few incidents of uh, knife crime which has sadly led, led to the death of two young men um, one in the Kingsford area and one near the University of Northampton um, so you know it's a sad that we've had two young men who have lost their life but also we've had uh, two young men who have been convicted um, for the offences and certainly from a legal aspect um, you know we could we would discuss you know the law around it um, certainly uh, being lawyers um, and I sort of know some of the legal team who were involved in in the cases yeah. but what, what would your advice be to these young people today to try and prevent um, this sort of thing happening again um, uh, first of all uh, you know my heart goes out to the families and the friends yes. of Fred and of Alfred um, you know sending deep sentiments of, of compassion to all that knew him and, and you know it's a sad it's a tragedy for the community it's, um, it's the ripple effect that permeates the community it has wider 
reaching mm-hmm. um, consequences. Yeah. Um, so my heart goes out to the family. I, I, I have, and I, I know uh, Fred's, Fred's father. Um, oh. um, as part of Knife Crime Victim Support, we've we, we've met um, and I attended the funeral. So, right. um, you know, my heart goes out to them all. Um, yeah, our condolences go out to yes. all, the, yeah. all the families as well. Very definitely. And I, you know, to uh, for young people that are, you know, uh, growing up and, and, and seeing that happening around in their, in their community, um, I, I'm not necessarily going to talk about individual sets of circumstances. It's important that I, 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 I put that out there. Yeah. Um, um, what we want to uh, divert young people from... Um, patterns of behavior that might lead to to risk um, whether it's involvement in gangs whether it's involvement in in drugs whether it's carrying a weapon um, I'm not sure if I said it before but actually if you carry a weapon you're 51 percent more likely to be injured by your own or hurt by your own weapon 51 percent more staggering it is right and people, the young people say to me, why, what, why is that? I carry it because it, uh, I carry it out of fear or I carry it to protect myself. And actually, if you're kind of running away from a situation and you drop the knife, you're actually arming the attacker. Mm. Um, or what might happen is that people, you, you might have a reputation of having carrying a knife. And if you, if you build that reputation and if you get into conflict, then... Uh, then, then people are likely to bring a knife along with mm. them yeah. if there's some sort of conflict there. They're not going to you know, go unarmed. So it es- what's happening there is it escalates. I think young people need to be aware um, about conflict resolution and de-escalation um, and, and what messaging you're putting out there. You know, on social media in particular, I see it all the time, videos of... Even young people carrying knives and putting it on Snapchat and TikTok and across social media, playing certain music with certain lyrics, provocative lyrics. <coughs> Excuse me, having that and um, sending out demeanour uh, to uh, to everybody that's watching, and so it's almost as if you're projecting an avatar of of uh, this ego. This and you have our ego in in, in reality, and then you have an online ego. Which can sometimes be different. We see that on Twitter, don't we? When yes. Yes. Right. So I, I would. It's safety awareness. When I go to schools, and and it's not just schools. I'm working with children in care as well, social services, um, and all across the board. The, the the key thing is is to help young people understand what what messaging they're putting out there. Um, with regards to what other young people are seeing uh, whether it's certain fashion whether it's walking around in town as well with with balaclavas yes. it, it's mm. become it's become a trend hasn't it that's yeah. right um, but is it making you a target I mean that, that's, a, that's a question that we need to to put out there the next song we're going to introduce is from another one of our member of the law team uh, and this is uh, Dominic Watts so Dominic Watts, this one is has been recommended by you and the song is Blue Monday by New Order
Now for our sixth song, which was again chosen by myself. It's a very interesting song, and it's called My Attorney Bernie by Dave Frischberg. So I'm not going to comment on it. Let's just move straight on to it. Let's let's, see what you think. Let's hear it. I'm impressed with my attorney Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends He's got very big connections And I follow his directions Bernie knows his way around And so I always do what Bernie recommends I am blessed with my attorney Bernie I'm impressed with the way he runs the store He's got Dodger season boxes and an office full of foxes. It's amazing all the different things your average guy might need a lawyer for. Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign, we sign. in touch with my attorney Bernie in a clutch he can speed right to the scene and if I'm locked up in the jail with just one phone call for my bail he said to call his club collect or deal directly with his answering machine when I dine with my attorney Bernie he buys wine from the rare imported rack 
That's cause Bernie is purist, not your polyester tourist. Bernie waves the glass around a while, then takes a sip and always sends it back. Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign. We sign. Bernie, I admire any guy who knows his stuff. Sure, we blew a couple ventures with the counterfeit debentures. But you win a few, you lose a few, like Bernie says. You keep on hanging tough. Thanks to you, my attorney Bernie. Thanks to you, I'm considered well-to-do. Sure, I made out like a bandit, just exactly like you planned it. But like Murray, my accountant, told me yesterday, I owe it all to you. Bernie tells me what to do. Bernie lays it on the line. Bernie says we sue, we sue. Bernie says we sign. We sign. On the dotted line. Yes, that that was very good. Very nice, that song. Uh, now we're going to move to the third part of our interview with Quinton Green. You're doing such a massively important job, which obviously you've kind of indicated it's, it, it can be very rewarding, but it must be quite a lonely job as well at times, I imagine. So what kind of support do you draw on um, to get you through sometimes? Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with you on that because I have to look after my well-being. I have to look after uh, my mindfulness, my mental health. Yeah. And they say that you can't pour from an empty cup, don't they? Yes. <laughs> so true. And and so, I think I, I do find support in my family. Um, that's my support network. Um, I understand the value. Remember when we were saying about what do you care and what do yes. you value about? Yeah. I think that for the I go back to what I care and what I value about. What, what, sorry, not value about, but what I care about and what yes. I value. <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to clear my Have throat. A drink. Here. We can we can talk about that. That's fine. Yeah, excuse me. So I think um, it's it's resting, it's finding peace, um, peace of mind. Because I I do that through music myself. Mm. Mm. This is why I, which is why I deliver poetry. Yes, I, I stand by poetry and what it can do because it helps you express those thoughts and those feelings. And so I might take some time out writing, and lots of just piano instrumentals is a way that I, <laughs> I chill yeah. out. Um, uh, I, on my uh, on one of these apps, I was a number one listener of a particular composer online. I was in the wow. top one percent of the whole world. So I listen to a lot of piano based music. It just oh. really kinda chills me out and takes me takes me away from the, the, the chaos, so to speak. Yeah, brilliant. So I know we at the time of recording we've had a recent appointment of a home secretary. Mm. Um, quite a number of home secretaries yeah, over the last few years. Yeah. So what what if I now have the power to 
appoint you as the wow. new Mr. Home Cleverly. Secretary. <laughs> 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 and uh, you've got an unlimited budget. So what reforms would you put in place? An unlimited budget. Yeah. Unlimited wow. budget. We need to now sort out this this crime. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Mm. Green, you are now the Home oh. Secretary. What would you well, do? There you go. What reforms? They, I, I do say to the young people, if you can see it, you can be it. But Mr. <laughs> so Green, true. the Home Secretary, yeah. it's got a ring to it. It does have a certain <laughs> ring. Like yes. um, I would, you know, focus on focus on prevention. I'm big on prevention and early intervention. Um, I would work with the various agencies and the various other ministers, the Ministry of Justice um, and the prisons. For example, if you're in prison. You, you don't. It's not mandatory that you engage in education yeah. or rehabilitation. Yeah. You can sit behind yourself for twenty-three hours, yeah. twenty-four hours, if you wanted to. You know, maybe just come out for dinner and then go back into your cell. That's not helping anybody. Um, should we look at maybe? Would I look at into um, incentivizing um, rehabilitation and an opportunity to learn? There is opportunity. There are opportunities to learn at different levels in different prisons, but there are opportunities to learn. I think it's about 48% of the prison population have a literacy level of around 11 years at, years old. It's very telling, isn't it? Yeah. So, so how are we going to prevent um, recidivism um, if 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 uh, there's no opportunity when you when you when you come back out? So. Lots of focus would go on to uh, prison reform and education within prison and maybe incentivizing i don 't know if if you were sentenced to ten years then maybe if you if you engaged and connected with education um, then maybe you got a year and a half off could be controversial, but I think we 've got to um, we need to see levels of desistance because if we don 't we 're going to be working uh, with those people again in, yeah. as, as part of a revolving door. Yes. So, uh, prison, at a prison level, at a school level, um, I, I, the whole academization of schools uh, means that a head teacher is not necessarily accountable for uh, young people being excluded from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're seeing um, uh, um, exclusions rise. And then we, we spoke earlier about how that pattern so, I mean, if there's violent behaviour, then okay, then maybe let's approach that with a next to zero tolerance uh, approach, maybe. But I think if you're being disruptive, uh, teachers need to be kind of trained to understand what's happening there, because uh, there could be other mental health um, factors, or um, you know, there may be ADHD or yes. ASD in play. And so let's train up teachers as well to understand what's happening with their students. Also disproportionately affecting uh, black, Asian, minority, ethnic as well. That's a whole different story. Um, Mm. But you're kind Mm. of up to four times more likely to be excluded if you're you're black. Um, So I'd look at that. So we've we've looked at prisons. Um, We've looked at uh, schools. Um, Let's look at hospitals as well there's a, there's, a, there's a charity called Red Fred in London and when there is a hospital admission uh, from knife crime or from serious violence there's intervention they actually sit with the, um, the young person and say do you mind me asking how this might have happened not probing not telling it to the police or within reason safeguarding um, but actually saying is there any way we can help and work with you and support you 
um, what's happening in life and you might find that there's, there's lack of accommodation you might find that they're on the run or they're, 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 they're estranged from their parents um, you know um, just leaving care and find it really difficult to cope so actually intervention at hospitals um, I don't know the figures off the top of my head but you, you, know, you get about I think it's between three each police force mm. I've, got, I've got between 3,000 and 4,000 knife related hospital admissions mm. okay, a year mm. um, the, why, do they, why do we measure hospital admissions because obviously not everybody goes to the police or the authorities of course yeah. so we look at we can begin to see a pattern there so let's inter- interact and intervene with those three, four thousand people, depending on what year it is. So institutions, aren't I? I'm looking at, as a Home Secretary, Mr Green, the Home (laughs) Secretary, I'm looking at the big institutions. I'm looking at schools. I'm looking at hospitals. I'm looking at prisons. You know, 5% of offenders uh, are responsible for 50% of crime. Mm. So that would be a big big focus. 50% of crime committed by 5% of offenders let's do some integrated offender management there it's happening i was at a conference the other day opened my eyes it really did and when they told me that neighborhood crime cost to taxpayer 18 billion pounds a year um let's you know let's 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 see if we can save some of that money and and put it where it's needed yeah also proceeds of crime i would take proceeds of crime and uh put it back into education such a good idea yeah early intervention Mm. you know i hear that some of it does but i'm i'm not sure all of it Mm. does so i'd I'd, I'd take proceeds of crime as well and and put it back into as you can see i'm I'm, uh, early intervention for me and preventative work I'm, uh, I'm an advocate of that and especially in police forces I've seen it work and I've seen great outcomes mm. yeah. so that, there's, my, there's, there's my main focus for, yes. for, for starters yes <laughs> have you ever thought about running for yeah she's home secretary mum she'd be proud wouldn't she <laughs> I'm not sure about you but I, I, I've been sold I would yeah vote. yeah I would vote there's two votes um in terms of those wider initiatives, kind of bringing it back to a, to a university level and a, and a campus level, mm. what, do you think there's work to be done in terms of what the universities can do to prevent knife crime mm. generally, but on campus as well? I think to, um, it's important to gain an insight into the university community as a whole. Mm. Yeah. Um, to, to train up um, tutors... Um, to understand possibly, um, dare I say it, red flags, to yeah. be able to understand who your students are. I, I don't actually know how far back um, uh, the university might go into, you know, what schools do they come from, what areas mm. do they come from, have they been in the trouble, and not, not in a judgmental way. Yes. You know, I'm far from judgmental, but let's have an understanding of who's on the campus. Yeah. yeah. You know, if yeah. if if they come from cities, um, uh, not going to get into particular cities, yeah. but if they come from well, not particular areas, but I'll say a city if it's London or Manchester or mm. Liverpool, um, we've got you've got you've got a mixed bag here, um, and it's a diverse um, a, a university. So we need to have a diverse understanding. Um, and and to you know like behavioural coordinators, I do believe that you've got a, 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 well or did have 
a behavioural coordinators, but I think possibly more more time and more funding should be spent on yeah. on, on behavioural co- coordinators. What's happening? Um, why, why have you not been at university? And not to treat you like school because you're an adult, a young yeah, adult. Yeah. But at the same time, is there anything in your life that we can help with? What's happening here? Are there are there is, is there substance abuse issues? Mm. You know, are there child adversities, adverse childhood experiences mm. that need kind of further supporting? Because you've left your support network. If you did have one, you know, whatever was happening at school, whatever understanding what's happening to that paperwork from secondary school, and and possibly even intelligence. Is it worth you know um, the university having an insight into that? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know the numbers of across this university estate in Northampton, um, but I know it's a vast amount, and you, you you're going to have um, um, certain factors, certain criminal factors, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. yeah. So let's have an understand. Let's train teachers up. Let's mm. you know have some of this conversation in this interview possibly, so uh, young so teachers can look further into that. They specialise in, in 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 their area of expertise. Um, but let's bring someone in let's, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to help to help with the training. For those that uh, can't see this, I, I, I did a little nudge and a wink sort of thing. <laughs> a jig. Yeah, a little bit of a jig. But, um, yeah, I, I, education on, on all levels, I think, with, with, with tutors. We, we, you need to understand who's walking around, and not in a big brother um, approach. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's... You know, I'm pulling ideas from out, out of the air, but I, I think I'm onto something where I say that training teachers up and offering an insight and having more um, behavior, behavioral coordinators, yeah. uh, having a presence and speaking to individuals and finding out what, what's going on mm. and what's, what may be going wrong. Yeah, knowledge, knowledge is the key there, isn't it? Yes. Mm, I would say. Okay, and now on to our seventh song. Um, which is called Manchester Rambler by Ewan McCall. And this one was chosen again by Head of Law, Kirsty Best. I've been over Snowden, I've slept up on Croton, I've camped by the Waynestones as well. I've sunbathed on Kinder, been burned to a cinder, and many more things I can tell. My rucksack has off been my pillow The heather has off been my bed And sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard and way I may be a wage slave on Monday but I am a free man on Sunday The day was just ending And I was descending Down Grindsbrook just by Upper Tor When a voice cried, hey you In the way keepers do Heed the worst face that ever I saw The things that he said were unpleasant In the teeth of his fury I said Sooner than far from the mountains I think I would rather be dead 
I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester Way. I get all my pleasure the hard-mauling way. I may be a wage slave on Monday, but I am a free man on Sunday. He called me a louse and said, think of the grouse. Well, I thought, but I still couldn't see. Why old kinder scout and the moors round about Couldn't take both the poor grouse and me He said all this land is my master's At that I stood shaking my head No man has the right to own mountains Any more than the deep ocean bend I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester Way. I get all my pleasure the hard-balling way. I may be a wage slave on Monday, but I am a free man on Sunday. I once loved a maid, a spot welder by trade. She was fair as the rowan in bloom. And the blue of her eye matched the June moorland sky And I would have from April till June On the day that we should have been married I went for a ramble instead For sooner than part from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester Way. I get all my pleasure the hard-balling way. I may be a wage slave on Monday, but I am a free man on Sunday. So I'll walk where I will over mountain and hill and I'll lie where the bracken is deep. I belong to the mountains, the clear-running fountains Where the grey rocks rise rugged and steep I've seen the white hair in the gullies And the curl you fly high overhead And sooner than far from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester Way. I get all my pleasure the hard and way. I may be a wage slave on Monday, but I am a free man on Sunday. Thanks for that, Aisha. Now we, the next song. This is by one of our esteemed members of the law team at the University of Northampton. And it's Dr. Simon Snedden. And Dr. Snedden has uh, chosen for you Jailhouse Rock by Elvis Presley. Born through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there, they began to wail. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. You should have heard this locked out jailbird sing that was a purple gang let's rock everybody let's rock everybody in old sailboat we'll dance 
Community Notice Board, sponsored by Voluntary Impact Northamptonshire, supporting existing and helping to launch good neighbour schemes across Northampton. Is your group doing great things to support people in Northampton? Do you need extra funding? The Happy to Help Communities Fund may be able to help you. The fund helps Northampton partnership home residents and local community groups to do great things to make a positive difference in their community. You can apply for up to £250 to help your project or group achieve its aims. As long as your group, project or activity benefits communities in Northampton, we'll consider it. If you have any bright ideas, get in touch with our friendly team who can help you through the application process. Contact us on 01604 837 836 or go to mph.org.uk for more information. NLive's Community Notice Board, sponsored by Voluntary Impact Northamptonshire, supporting existing and helping to launch good neighbour schemes across Northampton. To get your message on air, email noticeboard at nliveradio.com. 106.9 NLive. It's here. The latest edition of NN Pulse magazine is out now. So if you want to know what's happening in and around Northamptonshire, pick up a copy today. Packed full of local news, reviews, articles, places to go, style, tradespeople and more. NN Pulse magazine is your glossy guide to life round here. Pick up a copy and you won't want to put it down. Keep an eye out for it coming through your door or get it from outlets across the county. NN Pulse, the magazine at the heart of Northamptonshire. To advertise your business in NN Pulse, click pulsemagazine.co.uk. Hey you, yes you there, are you listening to this? Well, if you're listening, so are potential customers to your shop, business or service. Advertising on NLive is easy and good value. It's a great way to reach new customers, let them know about who you are and what you do. And radio advertising works. Radio has the power to entertain, educate and engage an audience. And with advertising on NLive, that same audience could become your customers. For more information, contact sales at nliveradio.com. Take the next step to growing your business at Your Business Expo 2024. Set to be Northamptonshire's largest B2B exhibition, 
Your Business Expo is happening on February the 7th at Cywell Airdrome. It's the place to network, meet local vendors, and hear what our expert speakers have to say. Your Business Expo is a free-to-attend event with free parking. And if you're considering exhibiting, networking, or visiting, register now at yourbusinessexpo.co.uk. Your Business Expo 2024, powered by Business Times Newspaper. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Start the new year with a tasty big deal at Papa John's because throughout January you can treat yourself to any delicious pizza at Papa John's across Northampton and we'll give you a second pizza totally free. It's buy one pizza, get one free January at Papa John's in Northampton. So order now for collection or delivery and save at papajohns.co.uk. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When business owners, directors and key decision makers want to know what's happening in Northamptonshire, they turn to Business Times. Over 10,000 copies are delivered every month and the pages are filled with positive local business stories. Respected, trusted and always relevant. Business Times is the perfect way to get your business in front of the people that matter. So get Business Times working for you. Click business-times.co.uk. Business Times. Positive about business in North Hans. At NNBN, we support local businesses, charities and organisations. We bring local people together. We promote growth and success and we support our members. NNBN has a proven track record in helping members of our community get seen and be heard. It costs from just £20 a month to become a member and you'll benefit from advertising, events, engagement, support and money-saving discounts. If you're a local business, charity or organisation, join us today at nnbn.co.uk. Northampton's own 106.9 N Live. Yes, so thank you for that. Uh, we now move to the fourth and final part of our interview with Quinton Green. So, um, unfortunately, you yourself, Quinton, was uh, involved in a miscarriage of justice. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago now, but it feels like at the time it lasted a lifetime as well. It was mm. 15 months of unimaginable um, stress, unimaginable yeah, despair. Yeah, can imagine, can imagine. You know, yeah. um, because, you know, like what, like what I'd spoken about, I have spent time building the things that I care about, yes. building the things I value, working towards opportunity, working towards aspiration in the future. I really invested in it. And for someone like myself who who may not have seen that growing up and respectfully mum did an amazing job raising me but she was a single parent yes. she did yeah. have her challenges um, I felt that I'd got myself into a position where I'd turned my life around unimaginably working in partnership with the police working in partnership with county councils and um, when I got sat, when I got charged um, that kind of fell down like a house of cards yeah yeah and actually, I could have, you know, threw the towel in, so to speak, and said, you know what, I've tried. Mm. I've, I've, I've gone back to, and then gone back to something that I may have known, an older version yeah. of me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Well done for keeping on track, because it would have been very difficult at that time. Oh, thank you. I, I was, I was super determined. Um, An absolute credit to my my partner. I call her my co-pilot. <laughs> She's my co-pilot. Um, and 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 she was there. And but it was a, a really testing time of year. Um, my um, my partner's daughter as well. 
um, she felt the um, impact of that. Mm. You know, mm. seeing me go from working every day and actually someone who she could look up to. Yes. And then you know I'm I'm, I'm at home every day, not and not working. Mm. Yeah. So lo- I lost lots of contracts. Yes. Um, yeah. With charities and youth organisations. Oh, wow. And for what you would call a relatively low. Um, um, inverted commas offence. Mm. Um, is it a summary offence? Isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. So so yeah. So there's that. And and why was it an injustice? Well, in the, at magistrates, um, the uh, um, the the um, defender. Sorry, because I'm talking in your realm now. Yes. I'm not in my realm. I'm in your realm now. Don't worry, we can help you. Yes. <laughs> The uh, the complainants. Yes. yes. There we go. Yes. The complainants. They had said. They actually said in front of the magistrates that he had taken my hat off. Mm. Um, you know, he he lost his temper and he and he threw the hat towards me, causing an abrasion to the top of my eyebrow. Mm. Um, and uh, somehow, after him having saying that, I, I was I was found guilty. I know the whole kind of was it proportionate and yes. Yes. you know did yes. I have was it men's rare? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you're on fire. I had, a, yeah. I had a little bit of help somewhere <laughs> from somewhere, um, and actress Rias and all of that. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, uh, I appreciate that help, and um, you know, uh, you know, and and so so what I what I my case was heard again in Crown and I'm so glad it was heard in Crown mm-hmm. I think the the judge kind of saw through it they had to recount their story there were so many um, there were so many um, inconsistencies inconsistencies mm-hmm. and discrepancies mm-hmm. and it, it's hard to tell it's easy to tell the truth isn't it the yes. second time yes but whatever story they'd made you know, I respect the court's decision at the time. But did I like it? No. No. Um, I had to go with it. Um, and it kept getting adjourned and adjourned and adjourned. And we actually found some body-worn footage as well. And, the, and the, in the body-worn footage, it actually said, um, you know, I just because there were two complainants. And one of them said, um, I, I just got in Quinton's way. Mm. Whereas in magistrates and again in Crown, they said that um, I... Um, that I purposefully hit them both a number yeah. of times, pacing yeah. around the kitchen, angry, yeah. holding bottles and all sorts of things they were saying. And it really, I couldn't believe that, knowing as well what I do, that mm. they, 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 they could actually do that to somebody. There was no need, you know? Yeah. Maybe there was, an, um, if you say there was an argument in the, in the house, mm. maybe we could have gone separate ways, mm. you know? Yeah. And I could yeah. have... Um, you know, moved out rather than having that. But I do think as well, um, the, the the way that it was dealt with, it could have been like some sort of community resolution or yeah. something. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think um, two things in relation to that. The beauty of CCTV now, yeah, which I, I think now helps in relation to mm. to justice, or getting the right result. Because without it, you're just relying on people's memories. That's um, right. And uh, quite often, people get it wrong. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, the the second thing, the community resolution, I, I think is absolutely right in 
in the sense sometimes mm. not all matters need to go to the Crown Court. Yeah. And I, I know one of our colleagues is doing some research in, mm. into that. So, but the, 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 There is a thing, forgive me if I'm wrong, I think that I, so I suppose you have to go guilty as well for a... You have to say that, you know, for a community resolution to happen... Yes, you, you have, have to, to accept, accept it. it. Yeah, yes. so there, yes. there's that, though. So maybe yeah. not a community right. resolution. Yes. Not yeah. suitable for every case. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't accept it from the off. Mm. As soon as I walked out of magistrate, I was straight on the appeal. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was always hanging over me and adjourned for whatever reason. 15 months, you know, I worked with an established charity in, in Northampton. I haven't worked with them since we went our separate ways we speak now it's civil but um, you know it's, yeah. it still has its um, it's still the ripple effects of that yeah. um, you know are still yeah. present and I think it's how many young people or vulnerable adults have not interacted because with because of because of that yeah, yeah. Uh, my um, my brief had said to me um, I, um, he, he, he sent me a letter actually um I don't know if you want to keep this bit, but I can share the letter if you want. Yeah, you can tell us uh, briefly what what it says, or summarise what it says. Oh, I thought I'd had it to hand. I'll, I'll share it with you afterwards. No worries. <laughs> everyone who's listening afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, but, but, yeah, it, it basically said that the, the story, they actually, you know, ventured so far off of their story that they didn't need to use the, the body-worn yes. uh, video. Right. You know, <laughs> right because yeah. they literally, um, you know, created a situation by themselves where I... Um, was found not guilty, basically. Yeah. Off of what, off of what they had said. Yeah. 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 And, and you've probably given some indication within everything that you've said so far, but how, how do you feel about the criminal justice system generally, taking into account your own experiences and the experiences of young people and the, um, you know, the fact that we're here discussing knife crime and uh, how the community plays a part and so on? Um, we still, you know, as, as I said, I still respect the criminal justice system. Mm. Um, I appreciate that there had to be uh, due course um, but I think that the whole system, how it approached, I was on probation, mm. you know, and probation officer said in, for one, for, you know, they had said to me, the probation, that they're there to protect society from me. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not this, you know, I wasn't running up and down, mm. you know, attacking people indiscriminately. We're talking mm. about a very low level even okay the probation officer would have only seen on the piece of paper that I, w I was guilty yes um, that's what that would have seen mm. but in the paperwork it would have you know referred to an open handed um, um, kind of backlash defending myself from the person taking my hat off this is not the kind of end of the world situation is it yes yeah. And, so, and so the way that I was treated by probation um, I thought to myself the young people mm. that have to traverse and have to uh, navigate this um, uh, system <clears throat> on their own with, without the support and possibly without the insight into the criminal justice system yeah. that I might yeah. have and so probation there as well community payback as well I had to do community payback right. so who 
who pays me back for the days that I lost? Right. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, you know, um, picking up twigs and trees and leaves yeah. for days on end. Uh, who pays me back for that? Who pays me back for? Um, apparently, I wasn't entitled to com- um, compensation. Who pays me back for the lost contracts? Yeah. You know, they said, "Okay, thank you, Quinton. You're not guilty. Goodbye." Where's my support? Yeah. Has, did anyone reach out and offer offer me mm. further support? Even my mental health that struggled. Yeah. And you might find because if you listen back to this this uh, this interview, you'll find that talks to me about youth mentoring I'm as fluent and articulate as you might expect but when I'm talking about this when I'm talking about this then it kind of you know it I struggle with it yeah I struggle with it it's it, you know I struggle with it it it, it led to mental health challenges yeah it does and, and unfortunately that that's what we face in the criminal justice system there should be some more support for mm. Or people in your situation as well. So. I think so because you're, le- you're left to pick up the pieces. Yeah, mm. you really, you really are. And nobody. Um, big respect to my um, my uh, brief. He, he he was he became like a friend to me at the mm. time and mm. took time out of his personal, you know, took time out of his professional aspect and um, helped and supported me. You know. Mm. Um, but other than that, there was no support at all. So, criminal justice system. Let's let's look at ways that we can support. And we always talk about trauma informed approaches, Maslow's triangle, protective factors. But actually, sometimes you're disenfranchising the disadvantaged because yeah. you can smash that in all of that into smithereens. So, uh, that's one thing I haven't mentioned is a trauma informed approach. You know, to to help in uh, empower uh, the community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quinton, thank you very much for your time today. Um, I found this such a fascinating interview. When I saw you, I think it was a year ago now, wasn't yeah, it? When we it met, was. we met it was at here, a conference in, yeah. at the university. I was so so eager to interview you because I knew <laughs> straight away you'd be uh, a most interesting. Uh, interviewee <laughs> yeah and, and plenty of food for thought I think for us all mm. to think about regardless of your role within the community there's there's obviously work to be done mm. um, but I'm also taken by your you know kind of positive outlook mm. on, on things regardless of the situation and that's not something that we always hear I mean there are people like you within mm. the community um, doing you know really important core mm. work and, and for that we're all grateful Yes, yeah. very important work. And Thank you. I, I think from t- today, more work needs to be done more and more needs support needs to be given. Yes, yes, yes. And if anything that the university can do, just let us know. Yeah, no, thank you. Building resilience. We've got to build that resilience across the board, you know, from people of all backgrounds. Yes. And, and it, it, it takes a, a community to raise a child, doesn't it? That's right. Excellent. Is there any final thoughts you want to... Wow. <laughs> Being a poet, mm-hmm. I thought I'd leave you on a poem. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, this was commissioned by uh, the Violence and Vulnerability Unit at Essex Police. 
and um, it's called Fearless Future. So they actually shared with me some case studies of young people that had become entangled in the criminal justice system mm. and vulnerable adults as well. And, you know, uh, we're looking at making moves away from that, whether they even had to move away from Essex or and rebuild their future or, you know, get back into education. Um, to look to rebuild those protective factors as we were talking about. So I looked at all of these case studies and built a little bit of a picture and we called it Fearless Future, right. uh, which is the, the name of their initiative that does that. Okay. Sometimes you look down at that scar when you are and think, how did you get here when life's hardly begun? He came in from outside and started arguing with mum. She was out last night and asking for her son because it's cold out there in more ways than one. You go downstairs acting all nonchalant. You both used to hug, but those days seem long gone. When you keep up, worker asks why, you say you ain't where I'm from. For me, there's a thin line between tears and rage, especially when you've seen what you've seen at your age. I mean, your best mate was never meant to be on the front page. He lost his life on the estate and you're the last one to see his face. You look up to the sky and ask if he can hear you. You wonder if he wanted you to chase after his killer. And even though... It was hard to let go. A part of your instincts were telling you no. For both of you to lose your life would be crazy, especially when your wife is expecting a baby. Even your friend asked you to stop moving mad. Now you've got an opportunity to prove you can be a dad and move into a pad. And it can't be easy, hearing all this new stuff, working towards a fearless future, from being naturally enraged to actively engaged, keeping away from the margins like words on a page. When you met with your PO... What's the thing you used to say? I'd rather make another man's mum cry than have a hearse take me away. I think you got caught lacking because you lacked a purpose. And there's a younger in you still acting nervous, reminded he must have been, remanded in custody, when he woke up on the wing and they were lining up for him. But that little boy wasn't resilient yet, didn't know he was exposed to an imminent threat. Maybe we could sit down and write him a letter and tell him one day that things will get better and... Tell him one day he'll get the right intervention, that he won't have to walk with a knife for protection. That you'll talk about the things he wasn't likely to mention, that the road wasn't easy, but you're rising, eventually. Tell him you started a project that helped you into uni. Now the only op you see is the op in opportunity. How does it feel now you're not living under lock and key? Now you're not watching your back because you're wanted for a robbery. How does it feel to know you came from poverty? To know you're an example of change when you wasn't raised properly. How does it feel to go from living life too fast to raising a family, a new life on a new path? How does it feel to know you're a mentor and a teacher? How does it feel to help others towards a fearless future? Excellent. So powerful, Quentin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, that was a very enlightening interview. Don't you agree, Aisha? Yeah, it's so interesting, the things that um, Quinton had to say and, and kind mm, of the mm, ideas that he's got, the mm. initiatives that he's involved with. So yes. an amazing interview um, and, and big thanks to Quinton Green for coming in. Yes, well, yes, I was certainly enlightened uh, by that interview. Um, and uh, following on from the interview, we have uh, our next song, um, and I suppose it does resonate from what yes. we heard in the interview. It's Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Um, and th- this also resonates with me as a, a young lawyer. Um, so this song was about the time when I was going on to complete my law degree. 
Um, so a young lawyer fighting for truth and justice. Uh, and so it takes us back to... Uh, 1925. <laughs> I wish it was 1925. It's in fact, it's in fact 1989. <laughs> Get tough now!
Okay, and now for our tenth and final song, which is All Rise by Blue, and this song is courtesy of Dr. Simon Sneddon. So that is the end of our show, Aisha. I really enjoyed that, Dominic. It was excellent, wasn't it? So thank you all very much for listening to our radio show. Uh, This was the Law Team takeover of the 
Open for Business radio show. So I'm Dr. Dominic Carrington, a senior lecturer in law at the University of Northampton, and you also listen to... Aishwai Bryan, senior lecturer in law and programme leader of the Law with Criminology BA here at UON. Excellent, and thank you very much again. Thank you. And we'll hope to see you soon. Over and out. Bye.
Zone 106.9 N Live.
from the Sky News Centre at nine. Rishi Sunak's defeated suggested changes put forward to his Rwanda bill, but 60 of his own MPs voted against him. They want the PM to toughen up the proposed legislation that would send some asylum seekers to the African nation. Guto Harry, former advisor to Boris Johnson, says the party should unite. I think these are self-centred narcissists who are enjoying the attention, not realising that their rebellion today is utterly futile because they've been outvoted massively in the House of Commons. Tomorrow they either bottle it or they really are committing mass suicide as a party. Victims of the Post Office Horizon scandal have received an apology from the company behind the faulty software. Paul Patterson, head of Fujitsu Europe, has told a committee of MPs there's a moral obligation to compensate those wrongly convicted of theft, fraud and false accounting. Brian Glick, the editor of Computer Weekly magazine, which originally exposed what happened, welcomes what Fujitsu's had to say today. I don't think they had a lot of choice but to just admit their responsibility for the role they played. And I think they're right to come out and acknowledge the fact that they ought to contribute to the compensation. But as with so many of these things, it's one thing making a promise, it's another thing delivering. Officials in the US say they've struck a key military site in Yemen, which was targeting ships in the Red Sea. They say it posed an imminent threat to vessels. Seven giant tortoises have been found dead in woodland near Exeter. Police are trying to find their owners and establish how the reptiles died. Drinking a glass of 100% fruit juice a day could make children gain weight. Experts say it contains high amounts of sugar and calories. And Bristol City are on course to cause an FA Cup third round upset. The championship side are 1-0 up in their replay against West Ham. Eastleigh and Newport is 1-0, with the winners securing a plum fourth round tie at home to Manchester United. That's the latest. I'm Tanya Snow.